0: To help support this podcast... And get exclusive bonus content and rewards... Make a monthly pledge at... Patreon.com slash Universe Box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside.
1: outside. I'm Bill Meeks, and welcome to Universe Box. We're here for a very special Sampler Planner episode where we've taken... Some of the best bits from the first seven episodes of Universe Box and throw them all into this lovely sampler platter to push out to our other podcast to hopefully get you interested in the Universe Box show. We're doing it. its pop culture news, entertainment news, and uh, we're really proud of it. So we hope you check it out. You can subscribe over at UniverseBox.com or just by searching Universe Box in iTunes. But uh, I think Bill and Anne-Marie from the past are waiting for me to throw to them so they can start talking about all these great pop culture news stories. So take it away, Bill and anne Tonight on Universe Box,
0: we review The Good Place, Doctor Who introduces the class, and the Fraggles get remastered.
1: This is Universe Box.
0: I'm Phil Meeks. And I'm Anne Marie Desmond. This is Universe Box for September 20th, 2016.
1: I am Marie. Hi. Let's get into the news. I can okay. Okay, so first up, Televisionary. We're searching. uh, We're looking into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in Televisionary. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Once Upon a Time, which we used to do a podcast about. You may have heard of Greetings from Storybrooke. That's canceled now. It's Uh, canceled. We used to do the show about it. We don't anymore. But uh, they just released – this week they released a new trailer for season six. So we'll go ahead and play this a little bit and uh, maybe talk a little bit about it. Anne-Marie, what did you think of the trailer overall?
0: I mean the phrase, what's coming and how do we stop it was said – And you know what? I feel like I've heard that phrase every six months or so on Once Upon a Time, Mm -hmm. pretty much every half season when they're trying to figure out what's coming and how do they stop it. Mm -hmm. Hey, there it (laughs) was. I just – I'm over it, I think, is where we've gotten to. The threats aren't becoming – they're not threatening. They're just becoming outlandish and they're just like – yet they're very disney Mm -hmm. So it's, like, things that don't make sense and then a literal Disney princess.
1: Yeah, and they definitely do seem to be leaning into the Disney even more so than usual, too.
0: And, and, you know, what? I think, honestly, I'm not a huge fan of the recast of Jafar – uh, because we did watch Wonderland, um, and they waited too long to bring over the Aladdin and Jasmine and Jafar and all of that story to the main show. And you know what I think the viewers who were who would have responded well to that have either moved on <clears throat> or just really <laughs> forgotten that story. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Yeah, and, and as for me, I, I thought that Aladdin and Jasmine looked pretty good, at least a little better than the the new costumes they have for Aladdin and da- Jasmine at Disney World, because they, they've gone off model at Disney World now. Let us it's, not
0: get me started on that story. And, and we'll
1: have links to uh, this and all the stories at uh, universebox.com attached mm-hmm. to this episode, but they have new costumes for Aladdin and Jasmine. We're showing it on screen here.
0: Some people complain. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little ugly.
1: Yeah. I, and, uh, I, I'm, in this case, I'm glad that Once Upon a Time stayed on model for them. Right. For the most part. I, but it, the weird thing is, is that at the same time, it seems like they're going even more on model for Beauty and the Beast for Rumple and Belle because we see in the trailer that they have very decked out very much exactly like the movie Beauty and the Beast dance sequence with Belle in the yellow dress. Oh, you mean like they did two seasons ago? But that was in the in the sorcerer's house? It was in like a ballroom in the sorcerer's house. It, yeah, but I mean it, it, it was in the style of Beauty and the Beast. No, this it is, wasn't.
0: This is, it wasn't in the style. She was in the yellow dress. He was in the
1: blue. There was no chandelier. It wasn't these big sweeping camera angles. That's what you see in the trailer. Trailer.
0: Right, but it uh, still was the exact costumes.
1: Mm-hmm. But but uh, you you know, it, it was very similar costumes. I, I think the costumes are closer in this trailer uh, that we saw here. But definitely uh, very very interesting. Uh, I, I also, uh, you know, I, I I'd love for the show to knock it out of the park this season. But after season five, I'm, I'm pretty dubious about it. You know, time's going to tell, but we'll probably still be live tweeting Absolutely, it. So, you know, if you follow it. at GF Storybrooke, uh, you, you know, you might see some some of our thoughts. Oh, on I'm the sure live.
0: we'll live tweet. And you know what? We're probably not going to hold back as mm-hmm. much as we may have in the past.
1: Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, RMG Geeked in the chat room says they brought in Frozen before uh, the older princesses.
0: They brought in solid frozen. They brought in let us cut them out of the movie and we might as well have had the actresses play their characters mm-hmm. before they did that with like um I was gonna say Rapunzel, but they didn't even do <laughs> that. What they did the complete disservice to her with Brave basically. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't
1: done. <clears throat> okay, uh now normally at this point uh we do a segment called Suggestibles, which I'll go ahead and play the thing for And normally it's me and Anne-Marie each suggesting something we think you might think would be cool. But we both had the same thing this week. So we're going to be actually reviewing one of the new series this year, The The Good Good Place. Place. I know, Anne-Marie, what's this series about?
0: Okay, after she is struck and killed by a tractor trailer carrying a billboard for erectile dysfunction products, a woman named Eleanor wakes up to discover that she has entered the afterlife. But when she is told by her mentor, Michael, that she is in... (laughs) The Good Place. The Good Place. Because of her good deeds by helping innocent people get off death row, she realizes the mistake has been made as people think she is someone else with the same name. Mm.
1: And yeah, this stars uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen
0: Bell, Ted Danson, and some guy who looks really familiar and I can't place him.
1: Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. But uh, Anne-Marie, what what did you think about The Good Place?
0: Okay. I big puffy heart this show because I love Kristen Mm -hmm. Bell. I love Ted Ted Danson. Like I still see him as like cheers. Really, and it's well. My parents really liked Cheers, so I
1: saw. Well, him. I I see him as a combination of his character on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is Ted Danson, yeah, and Bored to Death, which is kind of like. Ted I Danson.
0: don't know either of those, yeah. but I also know him from CSI, and he was on something else. like it's. Mm-hmm. He's just always there.
1: CSI Cyber, right?
0: No, CSI regular. Okay. Um, but I didn't know how I felt about them being on the show together. I remember like seeing the previews and the trailers and going, eh. Mm-hmm. So, but they are hilarious together. Kristen Bell is Eleanor is exactly how I feel like my experience in The Good Place would be. Eat some you'll cause some havoc, and try to get some flying lessons in. It's perfect. Ted Danson, on the other hand, is the perfect Wacky Cruise director, basically. So, thumbs up.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a good show, Ian. We we watched it over the course of a a couple nights and uh, I I've actually seen a bit more of it than you have.
0: Uh, I saw quite a bit while trying to find. So a sorry today. if there's any
1: spoilers here. Uh, it's let, okay. let's see. Uh, Night RAF says. Uh, so the afterlife is as bad as track at tracking people as the no-fly list. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Very true. I and that's kind of the premise. Yep. And it gets more so as it goes on without getting too spoilery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's a really funny show with a great premise. We really haven't seen uh, a good show based around the concept of heaven since the Gary Coleman show. If you ever watched that cartoon back in the 70s where Gary Coleman played an angel. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, no. that's probably for the best. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I can't think of one that was actually set in The Good Place, though. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't think of one that's been set in heaven. There was, like, Highway to Heaven. There was Touched by an Angel. There was the Gary Coleman show. I can't think of any that were actually set in heaven, like, for the entire wow. series. You know, I can't either. But, you know, Ted... Did dancing in the series is great of course C- Kristen Bell is a little raunchier than I like her uh, from Veronica Mars and all that but she's still shaking that frozen stink off of her so you can kind of understand you it. haven't seen bad moms well she's... I think that's part of it I think that's part of the make Kristen Bell well, less she... Anna <laughs> sort of
0: yes push. and no I mean she's married to Dex Shepard like yeah that's very true. <laughs>
1: which by the way I used to serve him coffee at a Starbucks in Santa Monica nice. true story uh, the real standout to me though in the series is Darcy Carden as Janet, the automated helper that anybody can summon to do their bidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's kind of like a and walking- And no
0: one can access her history.
1: She, she's like a walking Wikipedia <laughs> or a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something like or that. Siri. Or Siri. Or Siri. Yeah, definitely. Uh, her bit's in episode three where she takes uh, Danson's instructions a little too literally or particularly funny because they showcase her, comed- her comedic range. She she plays like six different versions of the character throughout the episode. Yeah.
0: Um, I also have noticed that over the past few years I am watching very few straight comedy shows. I feel like when I was like in high school, there was a lot of comedy shows that I watch all the time. Now mm-hmm. I'm not watching any of those. Hopefully the good plays will have some staying power since it's starting off so strong, but really how long can they keep up the ruse that Eleanor doesn't belong there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, I I'm sure it'll shift uh maybe maybe after season one. Uh, yeah. maybe it'll shift to something else. Uh, but it'll, it'll be see- the bad place. Yeah, possibly. Uh, over in the chat room, uh, Joel Van Rockenberg says, lo- he loves cheers currently on the se- fourth season on Netflix. And, uh, then also bored to death needed more episodes. Uh, and, uh, then Monica mentions 13th floor. Uh, but that doesn't take place in the good place either. It might be a while since I've seen 13th floor, but I don't remember there being like a heaven aspect to it. I, I remember it being kind of like a poor man's matrix. Okay. But as we do on our other fan cast or, or, or our, fa- fan our fan cast. cast, our arbitrary scale, Marine, out of 15 puppies kicked into the sun, which is something that actually happens on the show. Uh, how many and puppies kicked into the sun do you give this, uh, show?
0: I'm going to give it 12 for now. Um, Like I said, I still have some reservations about how we're going to keep this up. Um, But I love Kristen Bell, so I probably will just keep watching and watching forever.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, even just the promotional – poster with her and mm-hmm. Ted Danson sitting on the yellow couch. That matches our logo perfectly. Which was just fantastic. But uh, What the fork? I, I mean, I just really like, oh, and all the fork <laughs> stuff, for sure.
0: <laughs> so many forks.
1: Uh, but I, I'm i going to give it 14 puppies kicked into the sun, because I think it has a really strong start. Mm-hmm. I, I think they have enough to at least get a really good first season out. Let's see what they do with the second season, of mm-hmm. course. But it has a really strong, rich mythology to it, too. Yeah. Which is good this early in a series. Right. <laughs> (laughs) What's in the box? You're about to find out. Uh, We've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the Universe Box.
0: So it is the end of an era.
1: The end of an era. There are many,
0: many, 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 many people that are mourning the end of the Electrical Light Parade at the Magic Kingdom this week. I am not either. (laughs) This parade was fun as a child, but absolute, complete torture as an adult. Heck, it frequently was a nuisance just blocking our path from ride to ride. Yeah, we,
1: when we had Disney, uh, annual passes, we would basically, if we heard. We would plan parade around coming, the parade. We would run away from parades like a zombie apocalypse was coming upon Except us. Except
0: for the dancing one. We like the dancing one. Yeah. Cause it played, you know. Well,
1: well, you could also walk through that one cause it just came to a stop and then so hunt out dance. there for like half an hour.
0: Yeah, so. and then the kids are dancing with like Phineas and Ferb. Um. Let's see. What they, uh, blo- nuisance blocking our path from ride to ride, getting the music stuck in her head for days. It's already in my head just from talking about this article. Um. I hope that there will be a new show or parade to replace it soon, but with better music.
1: Yes. Yes. Definitely. I, so it, have fun at Disneyland. Weren't they talking about bring over um the parade from California they're, Adventure? Or something? Uh, okay. I th-
0: think they're doing like a little bit of a swap for the coast. Because Electrical Light is gonna have a limited engagement at Disneyland, and I'm, mm-hmm. there's discussion, rumor, but nothing confirmed, that color, paint the night. Paint the night, Paint that's the night it. is... The very recently retired parade show thing at Disneyland, excuse me, to have a limited engagement at Magic Kingdom.
1: Yeah, over in the chat room, Angel T says, as someone who rarely gets to visit either Disney park, I always thought that the electrical parade was pretty.
0: Okay, see, and this is what I'm telling you. When I was a little – I have these amazing memories from when I was in fourth grade and I went to Disney. However – From the very second we saw it the first time coming back, it was torture. It
1: was torture. (laughs) Well, it was always because we were trying to – Except for the
0: one time that we actually got stuck. We got completely separated and stuck and could not cross it. We were at the very beginning of the parade. Me and one child – or two children on one side, him and another on the other. We could see each other. We could almost touch. We could not escape the parade and got to see the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Very, yeah, I, and that I mean, was okay. I think I think the problem was is that it was always keeping us from doing something because we were trying to pack a bunch into the day. And, right,
0: and it's you know nighttime. People yeah. are getting cranky.
1: Okay, for my universe box, YouTube today has gamified reporting videos. Uh, now they released this video uh, this week announcing their new program, YouTube Heroes. It aims to uh, award points for, among other things, flagging videos with inappropriate content, uh, quote unquote, and. Appropriate content, because YouTube has cracked down in recent months on controversial content. A lot of times, they, they've been taking videos down, even if they Just discuss a topic they deem too controversial seriously uh, to kind of increase ad revenue and get more bigger companies buying ad because they don't Mm. want someone talking about i i don't know just to go extreme with it like black lives matter or something and have a ford ad on it or something Uh... like that you know so so they've been uh getting a little too loosey-goosey with 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 the uh censorship on there Mm -hmm. and uh in this video they even encourage their heroes to mass flag videos uh they, they They literally show a a user going through – going to a channel page, yeah, right here, and just clicking and reporting all the videos without watching them. Please don't do that. Yeah, it's icky. Uh, Rewarding reporting is a good way to get a lot of false flags too. So as much as they think this is going to help them, I think it's actually going to give them a lot more content to look through and try and block. I I mean – I, I, I'm a, am ai again, I'm a, I'm a total free speech nut. So this, you know, it just doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. In fact, it kind of reminds me of this good citizenship program, uh, that was in the news from China a couple of months back where they were trying to gamify being pro China, Chinese government. I, I feel like this is going to backfire on YouTube Probably. in a big, big way. Big, big way. I,
0: uh,
1: you know, I, it, I, even so just now already the announcement video already has almost 300,000 thumbs down to like uh what 4,000 Obvious? thumbs up
0: nice so so
1: uh, you know if that tells you anything O- It'll
0: be gone then. If if people don't like it, it will be gone.
1: Hopefully. Hopefully. That's the way they do it. O- over in the chat room, Angel T says, thank you, and yay, they finally did the thing. Been waiting for Patronus since Pottermore's beta years. Back to the uh, Pottermore thing. Yeah. But what do you think about this, Anne-Marie, about the whole um,
0: I do not Heroes like, program? I do not like the mass reporting mm-hmm. of videos. While there are some that are completely and utterly scammy mm-hmm. and should be mass reported, let's not yeah. make that easy because – You know, you get into a fight with somebody or somebody just doesn't like your attitude because you have a certain opinion about, you know, certain movies or something like that. And they could just go through and go Mm -hmm. on all your stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you, uh, the Derby kid over in the chat room says YouTube seems like they're being lazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're just trying to crowdsource community moderation or community management. They don't want to pay people. You think YouTube would be able to pay like, you know, fifty people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to, exactly. to do that uh, to increase their community. Throw on your headphones and warm up your pipes. We're going to make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune.
0: So Bob Dylan plots a massive thirty-six disc set of, of nineteen sixty-six live recordings.
1: Sixty-six live recordings. Okay, so he's in
0: the process of organizing thirty-six disc set.
1: From I the spring the of
0: 1966, with recordings from soundboards and studios to audience tapes, we will get a glimpse of what it was like to see Bob Dylan in concert in the 60s. Bob Dylan
1: concert in the 60s. Yeah.
0: So I have thoughts. It's mm-hmm. cool to get a glimpse in the past. Um, while I'm not like a you know diehard Bob Dylan fan, that it's really cool because you don't get as much live recordings. Like now everybody yeah. does a live album at one point or another, you know, if they do that type of thing. Um But it would be neat to hear that because you get those things that you only get in live performance in concerts. You get the uh-huh. the chat, you get the, you hear the crowd and you get all that. Um but However, the crowd. it does seem a little excessive that it needs to be a 36 disc set. Just it's just a lot a, of music. That's a lot of music. And wouldn't they all be, pretty much the same since the recordings were all concerts. all for one tour two months two yeah months. it's like april and may of 1966 like cool did you ever do another concert uh <laughs> did nobody ever record anything else mm-hmm. or were these just really really good and well, you have to sit there for four the thing days? about
1: bob dylan though is that he he kind of grew up on, on the the folk classics and the the jazzy bluesy classics so yeah he probably he probably, even back in those days, he probably knew a hundred songs off the top of his head. If he played 20 or 30 minute sets or an hour set, even, mm-hmm. you know, they, that, there'd be plenty of variety. He'd probably play, you know, blowing in the wind. And then he'd play, you know, a bunch of other stuff from, you know, all sorts of like Woody Guthrie and that sort yeah. of thing. But I, I like this story just because I love, uh, that the article mentions that they use a lot of audience recordings, mm-hmm. a lot of, Literal bootlegs where people will put a tape recorder in their bootleg, uh, to record the concert. Uh, do people, uh, still even bootleg concerts with decent sound quality anymore? No, they stream them live on like Facebook. Yeah. They record like those crappy cell phone videos and yeah. everything. Uh, but does anybody still take the time to adjust levels and use a decent mic? I, I know back, cause I used to be really big into the, uh, bare naked ladies bootleg scene. Uh, yeah, back in the day, were. and people would take mini disc recorders, hook up a decent mic to it, do a lot of, uh, you know, mixing after the fact. It, 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 they took a lot of pride in it.
0: Okay. I don't think people do that nearly as much now because, as previously stated, everyone puts out a live album <laughs> at one point or another hmm. So, yeah, there's not as much of a need to bootleg it.
1: But, you know, one of the reasons I, I always like bootlegs is because you you hear all these little variations on songs that you think, you know, like either the, the lyrics will be a little different. They'll throw an extra half verse in or just the way they perform it will be different. And there's you can listen to like Berenica Lady falling for the first time. I l- listened to a bunch of uh bootlegs from the Maroon tour. In every concert, it was just a little bit different.
0: Well, they were crazy.
1: They they are crazy about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's see. Over in the chat room, uh let's They're see. They're still uh,
0: talking Angry Birds. Night R
1: not Night R A F says I think someone couldn't decide and said let's just use them all. Yep, that's <laughs> so pretty much what it was like. We're in tune right now. We are though. in so, tune. So what's our next story, Emory?
0: Kanye's huge loan. So the Kada- Kardashian plot thickens while well, the world jumped up in support of Kim Kardashian after she was robbed in Paris two weeks ago. It turns out the whole thing might have been a setup.
1: It might have been.
0: It, um, so Kanye West took out a $1.6 million line of credit just months before the disappearance of his wife's $5 million worth of jewelry. <laughs> Okay, and all what I. The coinky dink. Right, and all I have to say is, how is this man so broke? <laughs> Albums, tours, merchandise out the Wahoo, like, he still had to borrow this relatively large line of credit against his condo. Mm hmm this makes me think more and more that this raid was staged. Hashtag sorry, not yeah. sorry.
1: Yeah, and I, I have a feeling she was talking about the Janet Jackson story, but I think this applies here too. Angel <laughs> T in the chat room says celebrities are not bound by the same rules. Nice. Uh,
0: and Monica took a break to look at the Rogue One trailer. So yeah, she doesn't nice. care
1: about Kanye. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I lean towards the raid being staged as well, mainly because it makes for a much cooler story that way. Yeah. I I, I think it's much more interesting than and then, oh she got robbed in paris oh she got robbed in paris by herself you know that, that's a lot cooler i mean she paid the guys to rob her and i mean if anybody could pull off a high profile heist on himself and his wife it's it's easy i my one fear is that it, that if it was staged he might be heading to prison soon for a very very long time which means we're gonna have a, a severe lack of uh news from kanye coming up in the future uh definitely mm-hmm. knight raf in the chat room by the way says if there's one thing uh one seeming constant it's that celebrities are bad with money okay that's true very that's true. very true yeah but I, I, by the same token though and i know kanye and kim have been kind of getting upset about this accusation that it might have been them or but they've got to see how publicly. it looks that way yeah you can see you can <laughs> see you can definitely see uh how it would be upsetting though if It was an actual robbery. They're like, no, no, you're just doing this as a, it's another publicity stunt from Kanye. Okay. So now comics, novels, Dr. Seuss, as long as you can read it, we've indexed it and shoved it in a folder. Let's crack open the bibliophile. (sighs)
0: So Game of Thrones is teaming up with Apple to celebrate their 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Apple, in its constant quest to dominate every entertainment uh, – vertical?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't know that one. Um, has teamed up with George R.R. Martin to publish a new digital edition of Game of Thrones featuring tons of supplementary material like family trees, si- saggles, um, seagulls. sigils. Apparently I can't read tonight. <laughs> um, and glossaries to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the book. It also includes an excerpt from the much-anticipated new Game of Thrones book, *The Wind of the Winds of Winter*, which Martin still hasn't technically finished because <laughs> he's too busy writing glossaries.
1: I, I would like to say over in the chat room, real quick, uh, Angel, who will be joining Sin, uh, Simba in Africa, says she'll spend the whole time hanging out with Timon and Pumbaa's paradise home. She's so. eating bugs. Okay, so what do you think about this, Amber?
0: Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I still haven't read Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I must be like one of like 12 people in America. And it hasn't seen the show either. However, if I was going to, I don't anticipate this being the way that I would read it. Um, I don't like to read on a tablet. I like to read in a book. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of really frustrating to me and I get why they're doing it. But it's still frustrating that all of this extra information, which I love extra information, they give me a little like fold-out maps and stuff mm-hmm. like that, is only available in iBooks yeah. I hate iBooks. <laughs> like, they automatically keep putting it on things. And I'm like, no, I don't use the iBooks.
1: See, I'm more of an e ink fan. Like, I really like the e ink experience. That's, but that's still fe- different, though. It, yeah. It, fe- it feels like reading a printed page.
0: Ah, it doesn't have the smell and the turn. <laughs> and You can't fold things and highlight properly. Notes and margins. Like, there's just something about a book.
1: Mm-hmm. So... That's fair.
0: Now, um, he needs to get back to writing because the fans definitely. are about
1: to like revolt. I, they've been, they've been that way for a couple of years.
0: I know, but it's getting worse.
1: Yes, definitely. I, and, uh, you know, like you, I'm not the, a huge Game of Thrones fan. I've seen uh-huh. the first couple seasons and okay. I've, you know, read the summaries for the rest of the books and stuff, but I think this is a great way to do a special digital release. Oh, okay. It, well, it's just a lot of these releases seem to take on like, put in animations and movies and zippity zoodas and all that ah, kind of stuff. And, uh, it, it, this really sounds like a, you know, just a few guidebooks, um, and, uh, you know, some keys to the universe, uh, with hyperlinks within the novel itself. That cross-referencing referencing of information is super powerful and doesn't try to turn books into something more flashy, something they're not. I uh, Now, I'm sure they'll probably have some screen grabs from the show or something in there, uh, maybe a couple clips. But, uh, you know, really, the bigger surprise is that the next book still doesn't have a release date. Because I, I, I remember people complaining about this years and years ago. HBO is already adapting the the book that still hasn't come out and has no release date. Yeah, and they're probably going to be done with the entire series before he releases it at this point.
0: Right, which is a little weird because mm-hmm. what if he changes things? Because I'm assuming that's part of the reason. Yeah, that but it's not done.
1: Really, at this point, you need to get your stuff together, George. A little bit. It's just it's getting. Sit your booty down at the point. computer
0: and get typing, man. Stop
1: going to all these comic cons and visiting the set and just buckle down on your old. I, I believe he uses an old DOS. Uh, he uses WordStar on DOS to write his books. So like an old like 386 computer. So, Uh. you know, sit down at that 386, clicky clacky. Write your book. (laughs) Come on, George. All right.
0: This week we have a little bit more Doctor Who news. I know we've talked a lot lot of of it. Okay, a lot of it. of Doctor Who news. So a double dose of Doctor Who news came out of New York Comic Con this past week. A peek into the upcoming Christmas special and a first look at the spinoff series, Class. Without Peter Capaldi being the common thread, I'm not sure I would have known that these two were even cousins. (laughs) So, um, first, the return of Doctor Mysterio is the Doctor Who Christmas special. And uh-huh. we got a little video. It's mostly, like, some behind-the-scenes stuff, but you get mm-hmm. a little bit of an idea of the tone yeah. of the Christmas special. And it looks like it's going to be so much fun, which is what I love about Christmas specials. Um The U.S. should do that, like mm-hmm. the U.K. does. <laughs> but there are a lot of Doctor a lot of dark and seriousness in the universe universe yeah universe universe yeah, um over the past few years and i think it'll be a nice breath of fresh air to have just a fun christmas episode especially since it's been about a year since mm-hmm. we've had a new doctor who episode
1: but Amory, you're you're leaving the headline on the floor here. What's
0: the headline on the floor? <clears throat>
1: the the main uh, antagonist companion, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, mm-hmm. is going to be a superhero.
0: We talked about that already.
1: No, no, we didn't.
0: We talked about the, do- the superhero.
1: We didn't talk about it in this episode, though. Okay, go ahead. I just uh, I, I I wanted to point out, I, and we might have pointed this out last time too, uh, but Doctor Mysterio is the superhero's name, and that's what uh, Doctor Who is called in Mexico. Oh, I, Here I ha- have uh, Dr. Mysterio graphics here, and we'll have links to these stories and these resources I've pulled up about Dr. Mysterio at universebox.com in the show notes for this That's episode.
0: That's a very sassy graphic you've got there.
1: It is, definitely. Let's make that graphic go away now. Thank you. Okay, uh, but but uh, <laughs> my, my one concern about this is that outside of the occasional Dalek invasion, the modern-day Earth on the show is generally equivalent to our Earth. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing this means the special is going to be set in the future, or... Or on another planet. Uh, that being said, you know, I'm super pumped. The character uh, is said to be based on Moffat's love of Superman. Oh, I love well, Superman. Uh, so, of course, I'm on board. Uh, the Doctor is a bit of a superhero in his own right. So, it'll be interesting to see those methodologies clash. Interesting. And uh, over in the chat room, Wynn says she's about three seasons behind on Doctor As Who. As is
0: Bobby. <laughs> As is
1: Bobby. Sorry about that, guys. It happens.
0: It's Sorry. Good, though. We like it. Check
1: out Capaldi. Okay, it, so this yeah,
0: spin off series class looks to be absolutely amazing. Uh, while Doctor Who has a very classic style, like it's been pretty consistent throughout. Uh, class feels like it's a more modern interpretation of the hooniverse um mm-hmm. it's darker it's edgier it has those modern twists and turns and i think it's going to give me the good type of nightmares
1: definitely definitely it, it does look very interesting it, it's done i forget the gentleman's name but he's a, a young adult book author and you could definitely you, you feel get that. that
0: you get that for sure oh, for
1: sure and it, for sure yeah it definitely looks interesting obviously uh the doctor is uh in in the trailer, you see that he's going to be in the first episode, it looks like. And it, it seems like he's, he's probably there to just get the show off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I, I wonder, though, why they changed the name from S- Coal Hill School to Coal Hill Academy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're trying to feed into that whole, like, Monster High Academy thing uh that is so prevalent in media for the youths today uh but the school has a lot of connections to the doctor's history his first adventure in unearthly child was there actually Mm -hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this new threat is connected to the doctor and why he needs to be there to kind of get these kids off and running yeah i uh, you you know i it looks interesting i'm not promising i'm gonna stay with the series the whole way through but i'm at least gonna check out the first couple episodes oh
0: absolutely over you gotta see what it's about
1: yeah over in the chat, a uh, lot of lot of people are saying, you know, they're not cut off on Doctor Who. Monica says more like five seasons behind here. Wynn says, I don't have cable, so I can't keep up with uh, most shows. And uh, Bobby says he watched the first few episodes with Capaldi. And Angel theorizes that maybe it's Academy because it sounds fancier maybe.
0: I no I don't I don't know I... Academy
1: does sound fancier though ah, she does sure. have a point it
0: does sound fancier but I'm thinking maybe it's to separate from the Coal Hill school that we saw on Doctor Who
1: well I I because think this very, is going to be the same a different school I, and, uh Penfold says Patrick Ness is the author thank, thank you very you much about... but uh, uh, it says in the, the teaser here Doctor says I was, a cur- I was the curator at your uh, at your school at one time and that was from a Clara episode uh, yes. when Clara because Clara Worked at Coal Hill School. We don't talk about her. Is
0: Disney buying Netflix? Oh gosh! Speaking of Orlando, rumors are circulating that Disney may be looking to purchase the streaming service giant Netflix. Investors started speculating recently about a merger after the spike in Netflix's stock. Since Netflix owns the rights to streaming Disney movies, this buyout does kind of make sense. Mm.
1: So, Amory, what do you think about this?
0: okay so i am a disney addict as much as many many people i know but they need to stop buying everything like i'm afraid that if they do end up buying netflix that we're gonna lose a lot of what makes netflix awesome like the Mm -hmm. original programming and having shows and movies from a variety of studios and networks i don't want this to be like the glorified disney channel yeah and you know i mean that would be cool and all but do we just say, like we already it's build already, your own
1: thing. Don't right. buy the, the other thing.
0: Yes and no, because if they build their own thing, then we need to buy that too. So I'd like to just stick to Netflix.
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of 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 the same uh, same idea as you. I, I really hope this doesn't happen, but I also think it kind of sounds like a bad rumor. Uh, Netflix yep. is a very successful company uh, that doesn't need a buyout or saving or from a big corporation or anything. That's my big, one of the big reasons why I think it's a bad rumor. Bad, it's just bad, bad, bad info. Uh, the article uh, mentions subscriber numbers dipping, but they still have the majority of the market. Yeah, uh, they're they're a very strong company at the top of their industry, really. So I I don't I don't I think this is all a bunch of crap. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Uh, You know, Netflix is... Also, the most successful new media company like ever. Yeah. I would hate for Disney to get its hands on it and bring it down to the lowest common denominator, like they've done with other properties like Marvel, Pixar, and Star Wars. I think, I think, dude, he just said something like kind of positive about
0: original Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like uh, they, they sort of uh, homogenize all three of these major properties: Marvel Studios, Pixar, and Star Wars. I'm not a big fan of Star Wars uh mind but I, I i do think that it's a little bit less now that disney's involved and they're coming out with 60 million movies 60 million cartoons mm-hmm. and it's diluting the brand you know netflix has this really strong brand uh sort of marvel pixar and star wars and it kind of gets wishy-washy you get good dinosaurs and you know uh thor twos and things like that uh where you wow. know when it was more of an independent thing, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Disney, I, I feel like Disney needs to stop gobbling up smaller companies with a strong identity and start focusing on innovating within their own company. hmm. Uh, anything over in the chat room, Amory?
0: um Let's see. Net- Bobby says that Netflix is already having less and less contact, and each of the studios <coughs> are starting to build their own streaming services like CBS All Access. Um, Knight RAF says, yeah, I'm not a fan of this trend of content producers and distributors consolidating. No one wants to sub- subscribe to six different services mm-hmm. to watch programs.
1: Yeah, and the the bad part is, too, is that if you have one or two or three companies controlling everything everything then you're only getting one or two or three perspectives right At the end of the day because i mean you know obviously you have a myriad of creators at all of these companies but by the same token you have the guys at the top signing the checks right. are all the same guys you know right.
0: so you know and this really scares me after there's rumors about disney <coughs> lying twitter
1: yes and yes.
0: you know what stop
1: I don't want Stop. Disney controlling my reality. No. They
0: already <laughs> control enough of
1: it. No more. <laughs> but now it's time to dance your cares away. Worries <laughs> for another day. day. Hey, let, let the music, music play. play. Down, Down on HBO. Okay. What's okay. the story, Emory?
0: So by the end of 2016, audiences will be sent back to the 80s with digitally remastered episodes of Fraggle Rock coming back to HBO. The 96-episode series dealing with friendship and tolerance, all told by puppets, has received many awards over the years.
1: So what are your thoughts here?
0: Yay, Fraggles! However, I was never really like a super crazy fan like most people our age are, uh, but I liked them. However, this is basically feels like Disney bringing things back from the vault mm-hmm. um, and not <laughs> terribly exciting. They just like clean them up a little. So yeah, you know. Fraggles.
1: Yeah, my reaction was kind of the same. I, I was all excited at first when I saw Fraggle Rock is coming back. Right. But then I saw it was the remasters. Uh, yeah. Still, maybe HBO is using this as a sort of a gauge to gauge interest for a reboot down the road. Mm-hmm. I, I Now, I met a few of the original puppeteers from Fraggle Rock a couple of years ago, and they're probably too old to be doing a full-time puppeteering show. But I'm sure they could do, find soundalikes pretty easily or maybe yeah. have them do the voices and have someone else puppeteer it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, with Sesame Street and uh, Fraggles on HBO, I'm hoping we get uh, dinosaurs at some point. Uh, yes. and now, my question for you, Anne-Marie, and for you guys in the chat room, who was your favorite Fraggle? Red. Red? You liked that's
0: Red? That's literally the only one I can remember the name for.
1: Oh, okay. That's fair.
0: That's fair. So probably. <laughs> She's crazy. She had pigtails.
1: As for me, I, I'd have to say my favorite... Um, fraggle was uncle traveling matt
0: of course it was uncle traveling
1: matt uh who would write letters to his uh nephew, nephew uh, gobo or Go- was a gobo or goby um gobo. the main basically the main, character, main uh, character uh but uh you know about his adventures in outer space which was our world uh so mm-hmm. i always loved uncle traveling mm-hmm. matt uh, over in the chat room let's see uh Mobley or Webbly. Wembley. Yeah. Uh, Monica Squeeze. Uh, she loves her some Fraggle Rock. Bobby says if I if enough get watched, maybe they'll make new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel says she's showing her age, but by admitting that she only vaguely knows what Fraggle Rock is. <laughs> Bobby's favorite is Wembley. Uh, Monica's is Moki and Wembley. And Monica's is also Gobo. Uh, she has a lot of favorites. And Bobby says, or Uncle Matt. Uncle Traveling Matt. Gotta mm-hmm. yes, love Bill. Uncle Traveling Matt. It's Gobo. Matt. You've been corrected. It, it is or Gobo. Or confirmed. Yes. Excellent. Awesome. Okay. Bill was right. Okay. uh, Well, now it's time for some takeaways where we kind of, de- you know, uh, the takeaways we got we from the episode. We fly by a seat of our pants. Uh. Oh, first off. Power Rangers isn't just for kids anymore.
0: Um, uh, the Electrical Light Parade is
1: going to be. Mis- Emory, I do the takeaways. Oh, okay, Thank you very much. Ahead. Muggles, ah! Muggles, as stupid as it sounds, is actually a pretty good term when you have a, something to compare it to. Uh, Fraggle Rock uh, will never die in our hearts or on HBO, and the Electrical Light Parade is dead and good riddance <laughs>
0: wow i tried to be nice you however did not
1: i, I and uh, let's see over in the chat room tensor guy says i had a stretch arm strong does that count absolutely Only if he had fur. contradictions Marie, where can people find you online
0: you can find me on twitter at amd simone or check out my blog crunchycrafty.com
1: as for me you can follow me on twitter at bill meeks you can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com and we remind you to join us here Thursday 10 p.m EST for another episode of universe box it's amazing it's take a good our survey
0: bitly UB survey
1: yes definitely and we again we want to thank our chat room uh, tensor guy and Bobby and Monica and penfold and, and angel. angel and all the rest uh, we love each and every one of you uh so much it's amazing Hearts. so I Amory I guess that about does it for this week yes. uh, so you know until next time remember, remember to, to
0: think, think outside <laughs>
1: Thank you for joining us for our very special Sampler Platter episode. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, go over to universebox.com. There's links to the RSS feed, to iTunes, all of that. Or just go to iTunes and search for Universe Box. You're going to want the Universe Box with the yellow logo, not the uh, white logo that says Universe Box Classic. But uh, until next time, remember to think outside.